post-election edition to celebrate what we've uh, accomplished in the uh, election last night. We had some great results. So we are going to start off by talking about the Amendment 3 on the Missouri Constitution. Um, that Yes on 3 campaign is something we push really hard, and we're able to see quite a victory. Blake, um, thanks for joining us to talk about this. What did you see last night? Well, it was... Um... It was quite a victory as we expected when the rural counties came in early in the evening we had a good lead um, but we were very very worried that we would lose it as the more urban uh, areas reported their vote but we held on and uh, it was kind of reminiscent of several years ago when we voted on freedom to farm uh, so it was a big win uh, for rural missouri a big win for missouri farm bureau and something we'd all worked on uh, very very hard so big thanks to all the staff for the work they've done on this issue and it looks like our uh, some of our staff got cut off a little bit on our video, so we might need yeah. you to read in because <laughs> when hilarious. we click go, it zoomed out. We've usually done out. a lot better at this. I'm trying to yeah. like subtly <laughs> well, scoot back, back, but my chair bit. doesn't have wheels, yeah, so maybe. hold on. Spencer's <laughs> trying to be real professional. There over you here. go. Okay. <laughs> well, there's just too many people to thank. Yeah, and, no doubt. Uh, that really is one of the things we wanted to do this for is to talk about all the people who did put in good work to make this happen and get Amendment 3 across the finish line. We uh, ended up with, uh, what was it, about a two, two and a half point margin in the end? Yeah, yeah. 51%. Yeah, so we um, were very, very pleased to see that that many people in uh, across the state of Missouri, most of the counties in the state uh, voted in favor of Amendment 3. I think we only had about what, four or five counties that voted um, no, and a couple of those were even by pretty slim margins. Um, so I think that the message got out there, thanks in very large part to you there at home who uh, spread the word to all of your friends and family and told people why it was important to vote yes on three. Um, we saw quite a bit of a change from a couple of years ago, even Leslie, Leslie Holloway was a manager of our yes on three campaign um, and really steered the ship on what we were doing uh, to get the message across. So, Leslie, what were your thoughts about well, what happened there? I, I want to make sure that everybody gets to see the t-shirt. Yes. Yes. The Terminator figured very prominently in our <laughs> campaign. And thanks to Spencer and, and Blake and, and Eric and BJ, um, the messages got out about who was really behind um, trying to stop the amendment. And so all of you who helped try to get that over the finish line, thank you so much. And we couldn't have done it without you. Absolutely. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Eric Holder, Jennifer, what's her name? Lawrence. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen all the uh, Cohen. radical exactly. gun control groups. Yes. <laughs> the big guns from outside of Missouri came in and tried to stop us. One of the things that I found most uh, interesting as far as a statistic goes on this is that we were outspent at least 150 to one yeah. in this campaign. And that it, it doesn't mean 150% of the money that we spent. That means for every $1 we spent, the other side spent $150. And you probably felt that by looking at the campaign ads on your television. Yeah, I was going to say that money was actually noticeable in what you saw. Um, the TVs were overrun with ads telling people to vote no. Um, and I think, I think it's like President Hurst said earlier in our meeting that when you see a vote that is so close, what, 50,000 votes or something like that, truly what everyone did made a difference. Um, there's a lot of times when there's a large margin that it's like, oh, yeah, every vote counts. But in this one, you truly can say every conversation you all had, every time you shared something 
Those of you all who put signs in your yard truly did help make a difference in this case. And without everybody chipping in, this victory wouldn't have been available, wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. And I think one of the other things we have to keep in mind is this is truly how Missouri's legislative districts are going to be drawn for the next 10 years or longer. Um, this is going to have a major impact on Missouri politics and make sure that represent, representation stays local for times to come. So really, thank you all for everyone who poured into this. Uh, while we're thanking people, couldn't go without thanking um, our House and Senate leaders who helped get this to the ballot. First of all, Senator Hegeman, who handled the bill in the Senate, uh, did, a, did a large work and really pushed forward on this. And anytime you heard Senator Hegeman talking about what became Amendment 3, it was always about rural representation for him. He's a Northwest Missouri Senator. He's been a longtime Farm Bureau member, and he understands why rural represent representation is so important. So really want to give a big thanks to him, as well as Senators Luke Demeyer and Onder, who are outspokenly out there on the trail talking about why it was important and pushing for a yes vote. So uh, along with House and Senate leadership who helped facilitate that, really want to thank those who were outspokenly engaged in this. There was a lot of elected officials who used their own social media pages and their campaign time uh, to talk about why Yes on 3 would, had their, their support, uh, but really want to go out there and say thank you to everyone, because honestly, without everyone being engaged, we wouldn't have been able to overcome that uphill battle. Yeah, and that's what happens. BJ is exactly right. When you've got something that passes 51 to 49, you know that if you worked hard on it, you made a real difference. Yeah. So <laughs> it was the people in, in our audience, our, our, our members, who really did make the difference in rural Missouri and uh, flipped 25,000 votes in our favor. Um, now, we also had a lot of other things that we were successful on last night. It was really kind of a banner night for Missouri Farm Bureau. And uh, Blake, you know, I, you've been involved in Farm Bureau a lot longer than, than I have. Uh, have you ever seen such a result as we had last night across I the board? I don't think we've ever had a clean sleep sweep like we did last night. We were involved in more races than we have been in the past. And uh, we were successful in all of them. So that's something that uh, we'll all remember for a very long time. And of course, on Amendment 3, we got a lot of support from the rest of the ag groups. The ag community was was absolutely unanimous on the issue. The cattlemen, soybean growers, the corn growers, uh, just, uh, just across the board support on what turned out to be a great night for uh, rural Missouri. Very much so. And I think it really demonstrates the importance of grassroots advocacy, which is what Farm Bureau is really all about and, and what's really strong and unique about our organization. You know, I think it's really a testament to the entire Yes on 3 campaign that we were outspent $150 to every dollar. We sent a message last night that dark money is not welcome in the state of Missouri and our votes are not for sale. And I'm really happy to see the result that we ended up with. Yeah, definitely so. And, and Blake alluded to this as well, but this was a clean sweep for the candidates that you endorsed. The Missouri Farm Bureau PAC trustees made uh, endorsements in, at the statewide level, federal level, and endorsed the Yes on 3 campaign, and every last one of them won. Oh, and state, uh, state Senate as well. Every single person that was endorsed by Missouri Farm Bureau's PAC trustees, which is our grassroots membership, win, ended up winning last night. So a huge victory across the board for uh, Missouri farmers and, and Missouri Farm Bureau. Um, a couple of things that we'll touch on, though, as we uh, as we wind this down is uh, we do want to make sure we mention some of those individuals as, uh, the, on the statewide ticket and the state Senate. BJ, you really were heading that uh, effort up. What, did we, uh, what were the results we saw there? Yeah, obviously top of the ticket with Governor Parson bringing home a big victory. We've been supportive of him and Lieutenant Governor Kehoe for a long time now. Our, our trustees went out on a limb 
over a year ago and made that endorsement. So it was great to see great victories for them as well as uh, a lot of our other statewide incumbents on down ballot. It was a great victory for those and really made a statement that having rural representation at the top of the ticket uh, was going to be important. And we sent them back to the Capitol. So I'm looking forward to having them in those positions again and excited about that. Probably the most headline making of the Senate um, endorsements was probably Senator Rowden right here in central Missouri. Everybody expected a pretty tight race, and it was. It went late into the night and ended up being a few thousand votes. But really happy to see uh, Senator Rowden, my majority floor leader, going back to the Senate. Expected to see a victory there, but glad to see it in what was probably, well, no doubt, um, the toughest race that we were involved in on the Senate side. So we also had Holly Rader down in the Boot Hill um, and Senate, now Senator Carl Esslinger in South Central Missouri. So several races, including Senator Hoskins. I, I, we may miss a few here. But Jason obviously, Bean, Jason Bean, but that victory happened largely in August, you know, so we there are several others out there that we we, we took time in August to recognize. Uh, but definitely top of attention wise was the Rowden race in central Missouri and thrilled to see him make it across the finish line and have four more years in the Senate. Definitely so. And then, yeah, the statewide candidates, I think, were really it was good to see the unanimity that they won with almost all of them came across with the same vote level. It means that they all have strong support across the board. Um, and they're a good team to have in there. They work well together and they understand agriculture, many of them firsthand. So it's good to have all of them uh, coming back in January to have full terms. Um, last item that we uh, that is on our list is the federal offices that uh, that we endorsed and only in the state, or I'm sorry, in the United States House of Representatives. We didn't have any senators up for reelection this year. So this was only uh, congressional candidates in the house on the house side but uh, again spencer we saw a clean sweep of the candidates that missouri farm bureau endorsed we did yeah we so we endorsed and we mentioned this on a previous episode but we endorsed six of the eight candidates for u.s house of representatives in in, in six of those races all six did emerge victorious last night many of them by extremely large margins one we're especially proud of is congresswoman ann wagner's uh, victory in missouri's second congressional district it was arguably one of the most hotly contested seats in the country. Uh, everybody expected it to be close, even down to the wire on election day. Uh, really pleased to see Congresswoman Wagner, who is an extremely good friend to our organization, uh, pull out that victory and looking forward to another couple of years with her in the Congress. So uh, we were we were very happy to see that turn out the way it did. Yeah, that's another one where we had a lot of grassroots help on the ground yep. from our members in St. Louis County and uh, Jefferson County and St. Charles County who really uh, enjoy working with Ann because she does such a, a good job for Missouri farmers and Missouri agriculture. So much biotechnology based in her district that she's a huge supporter of. So it was great to see everybody come out for her. And she ended up actually winning by more right. in uh, last night than she did in 2018 when she had a very tight race then. Mm -hmm. um, and it actually made national news last night because her district was so targeted and so emblematic of where the um, I think the national party saw the blue wave might land. And um, she fought it back and did not uh, did not succumb to it. It did not land in Missouri's second congressional district. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Well, um, we uh, we we have a lot of work to do for things coming up in the next month as we are uh, getting close to our annual meeting. So we're going to start turning our attention to that. And at that annual meeting will be the uh, the final handing over of the gavel, I suppose, from uh, Blake Hurst, our president. So, Blake, any closing words you'd like to give on the election or uh, about your time at Farm Bureau if we don't have another opportunity to do a Facebook Live? Well, I tell you, it's been uh, it's been a great experience for Julie and I to serve. 
uh, to get a chance to meet so many of you and work so many of, with so many of you across the state. Uh, we are uh, so very, very thankful that we've had this opportunity. And I told uh, everybody last night and again this morning on social media that I can't think of a better retirement gift than yesterday's election. So what a way to go out. So Absolutely. thank you all very much. Very good. Well, thank you all for all of your support and all of your hard work over the past few weeks and um, especially yesterday, getting all these issues and candidates across the finish line successfully. Um, it's great to have a, a clean sweep. Hopefully we'll see that again in the future, but uh, we're just going to try to savor what we have for now and uh, then turn our attention to next time. Thank you very much. And we will talk with you soon. Eric, before we go, are we going to do a question? Oh, shoot. <laughs> well, you know, there, oh, I just remember there's two things I, I already forgot. Number one, Spencer, I think you had something you needed. Oh, to I did. Out. Yeah. You Spencer's can think of a waiting. question. This will give Eric time to think of a question. Yeah. Spencer's been waiting My chair to do this have wheels, for a long, long time. <laughs> um, she really loves the flip chart and really hates dark money. It's probably and the so last chance been, we'll get to do this for a while. Exactly. Really wanting to put a big cross <laughs> through the dark money. There you go. Good God. job, Spencer. <laughs> All right. So um, with the uh, dark money out of our way, I guess what is our question going to be? Uh, well, we have a, a big hot debate in our, um, in our office about this. And uh, so I'll start down here with BJ. BJ, is it appropriate to begin celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Thanksgiving is as good and should be as celebrated as much as Christmas. So you should wait till Thanksgiving's over. Okay, Spencer? I'm in the same camp. I have to say, I, although I enjoy Christmas, we never put up the Christmas tree until after Thanksgiving. It's always the weekend after Thanksgiving in our okay, house. Okay, very good. White? Uh, no. <laughs> we, we, we should not celebrate Christmas until Christmas. <laughs> not even after Thanksgiving. We, no, we have no, to wait no. until Christmas, Christmas Eve is a good time. <laughs> Christmas Eve is a good time. That's a hard line. Well, you got to get through Missouri Farm Bureau annual meeting. <laughs> that's right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Although we celebrate Christmas there. So. That's true. Um, Leslie, thoughts? I'm all for celebrating Christmas at Thanksgiving and any other time of the year because I think it's a great holiday. You just don't like to take your lights down. <laughs> yeah, um, that too. <laughs> I, uh, I will weigh in basically on Leslie's side of this. It's almost never too early to start celebrating Christmas. It's the best time of the year. So might as well extend it and make it almost year round like elf, you know, You're, you should always have Christmas cheer. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. May you never hear another song in your head except I saw mama kissing Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in on that note. If we could get rid of Bruce Springsteen around Christmas, I'd be happy. Um, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We will uh, circle back with you soon and talk to you about what's coming up uh, with our annual meeting. We have a lot of things to talk about there and want to make sure you're up to date. Um, so we will talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye.